What's up, Nana Nation and lovers of the Not For 30 podcast? Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading, tuning in, and checking us out. Um, hey, guys, this is a real special one. Uh, we were lucky enough to get um, a little bit of a legend in the bobblehead collection world. Now, wait. If you're not a bobble fan, that's totally cool. You don't have to be to enjoy this. We don't talk about the mechanics of bobbleheading or anything like that. With us on the line is the Catman, a.k.a. Matt Hirsch. And Matt is an incredible guy with an incredible story. And if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know we stand for one thing, passion over paycheck. And Matt Hirsch, the Catman, he, he embodies that. He's got an incredible story. I'm joined by Mike, the coach, Pericone, and we deep dive into Catmanville. It is in, it is an incredible story. Matt is an incredible speaker, and you really get attached to him at the end of it. I feel like I know him. I've known him for years after only speaking to him for about an hour, and he's an incredible guy. Incredible guy. You know, good people. He's good people. Uh, one day we'll tilt a drink uh, because he's that good of a guy. He's based in Surrey, BC, and he does some incredible stuff. Check out the Catman on Instagram at Catman Sports. Uh, it'll be in the show notes as well, so you can check it out there too. And if you follow us on Instagram, you can also check out some of his work on Instagram. I asked him to send me a couple of his favorites, and that will be on the uh, gram. So check that out. I want to thank Mike. Uh, check out Mike Pericone on Facebook. Uh, he's got a, a new project going called High Heat Sports uh, and Collectibles. He's doing everything sports memorabilia like, and it's it's in, it's incredible. Mike's putting a lot of time and a lot of effort into it, and shows it's a great product. And if you're into sport collecting, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into right now something red hot in sports uh, collecting, sports memorabilia collecting is baseball cards or actually sports cards in general. And I haven't collected sports cards since the '90s, and I've been shocked with some of the amazing stuff that is 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 in these beautifully wrapped things wrapped packages mike does a great job he's got some other people behind him too uh kevin and um some other people i can't remember their names right now but that's not what this podcast is if you want to support the coach check out high heat sports on facebook uh you probably join the group let him know the podcast sent you but this is about the cat man we put the bat signal out and the cat man returned uh no relation to michelle pfeiffer i didn't ask but i'm gonna assume and uh, this is the Catman. Enjoy. This is Passion Over Paycheck. This is an After 30 podcast. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you so much, Mike. Thank you so much, the listener, for downloading. This is it. This, I'm very proud of this. This is a great podcast. I'm sorry we're a little bit late this week. Things happen. Life happens. Hope everybody's staying safe. Wear your mask. Let's get rid of this, this crazy virus. And enjoy. With, with that being said, enjoy the show. This is the Not After 30 Podcast, a podcast about reminiscing about your 20s while surviving your 30s. Now, it's time for the show. What's up, Not Nation and lovers of the Not After 30 Podcast? Today, we have something very special for you. On the line, via technology, the coach, Mike Perconi. What's up, baby? Hey, buddy. How you doing? I'm glad we could get together for this one here. We got a special one in, in store yeah, for our very bobblehead special. friends, our collective yes. friends. So, yeah, this is great. So, Mike, first and foremost, I want to thank you for your time. I know you're busy with your brand new project. We'll, we can get into it at, at some point, but yep. I know you're super busy, so I appreciate this time. It's all good, man. Happy to help when I can. No problem. 
Thanks, brother. All right, on the line with us from beautiful Siri, BC, the one, the only, the cat man, Matt Hirsch. What's up, baby? Hey, hey, how you guys doing? Great to be here. Uh, I really thank you for the uh, the time and the effort. So, uh, yeah, let's get this going. Yes, right sir. I love it. So, um, I was thinking that Mike and I can kind of do a little bit of an intro for you. Um, I don't know who you are and what you do, and then we can deep dive kind of into the legend that is a cat man. How does that sound? Sure, sounds good. All right. So I, my introduction, introduction to the cat man and his work is through Mike. So I'm going to turn it over to Mike and put him on the spot and make sure he feels super awkward about it. Right. And, <laughs> and so I learned about the cat man and his unique bobbleheads through Mike. Mike, what's the story behind the cat man? I'll tell you a little bit about my introduction to Catman, and it was just, it was very simple, actually. Like, I, as the, the listeners know, I've collected for nearly 20 years, so I knew about Matt's work a long time ago. Um, I didn't quite understand why it disappeared, and Matt, well, I'm sure, will tell his story, but uh, I remember early on in my collecting, his stuff showing up. It was quite desirable. It was lim- limited pieces. Uh, really uh, high attention to detail, something unique, different than the giveaways we were getting at the baseball games. But Matt hadn't really done anything Blue Jay specific, and that's where my collection was leaning. Uh, flash forward 20 years later, I just happened to be searching the internet. Actually, at the beginning of this pandemic, knowing I wasn't getting get any new Blue Jay collectibles this year, and I searched for Blue Jays bobbleheads, and I saw that Matt had posted one on his Etsy store, and I was kind of like, "Whoa! I know exactly what this is. I, is this?" what's going on? Like, I, I thought, I, I thought this guy disappeared and then it kind of went from there. And I reached out to Matt, kind of told whom, him who I was. Uh, he told me who he was and we went from there and just actually, we developed a great friendship that we're now we're to the point where we're working on a couple ideas together here and there. And just being able to, as a collecting nerd, to share my time with Matt and his skill. And he's just a great guy that you guys all get to know, but yeah. So that was, it was just a really interesting, you know, early on introduction to him, didn't see his stuff for a while, didn't apply to my collection. And then I saw the one piece and then reached out to him and good Canadian boy that he is, you know, we got along right away. So it's great. It's, it's a beautiful thing, isn't it boys? Yeah. <laughs> it's very beautiful. <laughs> So, Mr. Catman, if you may, um, I, I, I want to do a deep dive. Like, I want to start at humble beginnings. When you were, were you when you were a kid, were you into sports and art? Oh, or how how did kind of the beginnings of it happen? I, I tell you, I was born with sports. Uh, yes. You know, I I played hockey. I started playing hockey when I was eight years old, and uh, I uh, I I played in uh, North Surrey. Um, uh, there's a couple guys that actually made the NHL that you probably aware, especially in Toronto. Uh, uh, Bob Rouse, I played on Bob Rouse. Oh yeah, team. I remember Bobby. Yeah, yeah. former yeah. Leafs. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And we played in a couple of A teams, uh, Pee Wee and 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 juvenile and that. And uh, mm-hmm. and then of course I played against uh, Brett Hall in the early days when he oh, played what? for North Shore Winning Club. Yeah. So mm. uh, you know, uh, I I love hockey. I I got into hockey right away. <laughs> But I tell you, I was so into baseball. Baseball was just like something that I just, I, I just seemed to, I, I was really great at hockey, but I was even better at baseball. And mm-hmm. baseball just seemed to just take my, I just love everything about it. Um, so I was, I, I can remember, actually, I went to the Blue Jays first season uh, in 1977, uh, and, and I watched the game against the Kansas City Royals uh, and uh, uh, George Brett. And that was a huge thrill when I w- went to Toronto. Of course, I was only 13 at the time, but uh, uh, it was just a great memory of mine of, of baseball. But uh, yeah, so, you know, 
I, I used to in school. I used to get into the art. I used to do a lot of like title pages and create a lot of different things. Believe it or not, when I was little, I, I used to actually make, hand make like little stadiums. I was so into oh. uh, yeah, so into creating uh, like mm. stadiums and stuff like that. So that's probably one of the reasons on my bobbin heads that I uh, I paint the detail of the stadiums is because I was just so into them as a, as a kid and mm. uh, I just love to do it. So very cool, very cool. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so so from from that point from being like a young guy into heavily into sports and also into detail like. Did, were there any other things that were catching your eyes? Like, did you also get into painting on canvas, or you working with ceramics or anything like that? Like, how did, how did you kind of make that that leap into the world of bobbleheads? Well, it, it's funny because, uh, like I said, I, I used to make the stadiums. I used to do a lot of drawing, but uh, you know, uh, I really. I, I I seemed to do a lot of construction jobs early in, in you know, when I was 20 to 25. And um, I was, uh, uh, I got into construction because my dad was in construction. And so when I graduated in 1982, it was really, uh, it was like a, a, a really uh, a, a tough time to get a job. Uh, the economy was not doing that well. So I got into construction and I lasted till I was about 29, 30. And uh just before that, about when I was in my late 20s, I discovered a, an old bobbing head that I found at the BC Lions in a thrift store. And I, I thought to myself, well, how cool would it be to make uh, the bobbin heads again? Because, you know, I really haven't seen any of them anywhere. How, how cool would it be able to make them again? So the first one that I ever did was a series of, for the BC Lions. And uh, uh, I just, uh, I love the idea of, of actually, when I when I created them, I was actually going to use stickers. I I knew nothing about like detail painting until right. I actually got I got my hands on a on my first bobbin head, and then uh, it just all went from there. I just as soon as I started painting, and I just couldn't stop painting them. Can I ask a question here? Sure. Uh, how did how did you find a manufacturer to like? How, what was that process to like get the molds done? Because I know that the pandemic has changed the way that you produce the actual figures. But like, tell me a little bit about how you got into the design of the first figures and how. Because you have a pretty traditional mold set, right? So like, right, where right. did that come? Where did that come from? And how did you end up making them? And how are you making them now? Well, I came up with my own design. I actually did a, a like a, a a rough copy or a, a prototype of a solid figurine, and then I took it to. Uh, I, I heard of a gentleman in in New Westminster. Uh, his name is Tom Harrison, and he uh, he actually made the handles for Shaftesbury uh, uh, beer. And okay. uh, I went. I went. Yeah, and I and he he was the designer of them. I went and seen him, and I asked him if he could make a mold around actually the, you know, uh, a figurine that I had created. And right. uh, and he just he started with a football, and then we just went from there. Cool. You know, we went. Yeah. So it, you know what? Uh, making a, a molds is a, a very delicate process. Uh, and it takes a, 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 actually a, a really uh, a skill that not many people have. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was always curious about that because it's very unique. Like for those of you who don't own a Catman bobblehead that are listening, like it's a very 
any of the bobblehead collectors, it's very, very different than what you're used to. I don't own, like Matt, do you own, do you own some of the old like sixties and seventies, like the mantle and the maze that you, some of your work has been based on? Like, cause oh, I've yeah, never, yeah, is, that, is that, is that, is that like a similar weight and feel the way it's, it's made or is yours a little, uh, yours is super light compared to everything else in my collection. That's why I asked. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's funny, uh, 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 Mike, because, uh, you know, you're probably going to get a figurine or two that's a little bit heavier. Uh, mm. you know, like, Figurines can really uh, uh, different. Uh, they can be light or they can be heavy. It all depends how they've been poured and uh, the timing of the pouring. Because sometimes the mix gets a little heavier. It's like okay. concrete. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it just gets heavier. It's so the construction background. So you get that. Well, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sometimes you're going to get a figurine that's a little heavier than the others, and sometimes they're going to be a little bit lighter. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Anthony, over to you. Yes, sir. Thank you. So. From the from that early age and kind of getting into it, can you talk about a couple of the early setbacks you might have had, if well, you can remember? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, I uh, my biggest setback when I first started doing the uh, the bobbing heads or wanting to do them was money. Um, you know, I had I had two kids at the Preach. time. I, 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 <laughs> I, I told you uh, just just before I, uh, you know, I uh, I went to broadcasting school. I really wanted to be a broadcaster, um, and I was really into like doing the play by play. But uh, I had two kids, and I went for six months, and I never went back to uh, broadcasting school. I put it on hold, and then uh, I hit thirty. And then when I hit thirty, I just went like, you know, uh, this is not what I want to do. So I have got to come up with something that you know I, that appeals to me. And it feels like me, and I just love to do. I mean, that's that's so hard in life to actually do a job that you love. Not yeah. many people get to experience that. So when when I first started, I, I had no money to get this off the ground, and it was very very difficult. But you know what? I did my first uh, contract with the BC Lions, and after that, I had a great response from the from the people of uh, uh, BC Place, and uh, I just went from there, and and uh, and then I got into my hawk, and then I started doing a uh, uh, sports shows. Right. Yeah. And that's where what, I remember him from. That's that connection. Yeah. What sports what shows? Can I, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no that's good. Sports shows, oh. like, you know, they were so big in the early uh, 90s. And then when I started my bobbin heads in the in 94, 95, uh, it's, it's the shows that really catapulted me to get, you know, recognized by a lot of people. Right on. What, what kind of rush was it when you got this great response from the BC Lion fan base? Oh, it was just like, I can't believe actually somebody's actually buying something that I actually make, right? So, <laughs> so, yeah. So, you know, when you don't, yeah. yeah. So like, you know, like if you were, if you were to actually do anything or paint anything or make it and then actually try to sell it, that's actually one of the hardest things I've ever had to do in my life is actually going to a show and convincing people that my product's good enough to buy. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. What are your What are some of your favorites from those earlier ones? Like, what are some fond ones that you look back at? Like, has been personal favorite. I know you met a you know you, you had the opportunity to meet some athletes, and you know we talked about sign ones and yada yada yada. So maybe like a little bit on that during that early success yeah. period. Oh, you know, uh, I, I'm just I'm so thankful because a lot of those shows actually that I did early days, I, I got to get, meet some just NHL uh, legends. You know, like Rocket Richard and Andre. Yeah. 
Bernard and Guy Lafleur and, and Gilbert Perrault. You know, I, I actually made them a bobbin head of all my stuff. And every time they would sign them for me, I would give them one as a, as a complimentary gift. Just, yes. to, just to show my appreciation of, of that me actually, you know, making something of them and that they could take home and just go like, yeah, that's kind of cool. So, right. uh, and, you know, I, and I carried that on. And, you know, when the Grizzlies hit here in 95, 96, um, I was really close with a lot of the players and uh, I was really hoping to really grow that, uh, uh, you know, a friendship with, with the players in the NBA. And I had a great response from the people, but it just seemed like every chance the uh, Grizzlies uh, tried to, you know, get a draft pick or do something right. It just seemed like they didn't get a fair shot. And, uh, you know, eventually they ended up just leaving town. That's right. So yeah. It's too bad because basketball was really, uh, really exciting here. Yeah, I bet. You know, I, I'm still heartbroken that Vancouver didn't work as a franchise. It would have been so it nice. Well, like it's, the same, it's the same as the Expos too. Like you just you sit back and yeah. you wonder, and it's just like all of those things in theory should have worked, right? And it's just I don't know. Yeah. It's there's a lot there's a lot to it. There's a lot of layers. There's a lot of business to it, and there's other things as well, right? And you got to put a good team on the on the field, and that was the problem after That's the, the strike for the Expos and for the Grizzlies' history for the most part. Oh, I so was. That, I was, you know, I was yeah, I was Matt. a huge Expos fan. Love the Expos. Sure. Love them. Yeah, I miss those rivalries, do you, man. Do you think, just a little side question, do you sure. think that uh, a pro baseball team could work in Vancouver or maybe the greater Vancouver area? You know what? I, I really do think that baseball could work, but they have to learn to build this real stadium out this way. Uh, that's what have been one of my biggest complaints about Vancouver sports. Uh, uh, scene is uh, the, the the you know what BC places is fine and dandy for people that just want to sit and actually casually cheer, but for the real sports fan, they need to be outside. They need to overlook the mountains. They need to see yeah. the water. They, they need to be at the Peony where they were before because that was a great location. And uh, I, I think like I, I'm not a bit like I love the Canucks too, but the Canucks. The problem with the Canucks is is they moved to GM Place and everything's downtown and everything's hoity-toity. But you know what? The real fan base is on the outsides, right? It's not right. downtown, so yeah, you know, it's, it's makes a, sense. That's it's just like the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just like if they ever put an NFL team in Toronto, I think it would have to be north of the city. You'd have to put it in Vaughn or, or above, because like you're right, you just the people will flock, and you want to keep it away from the downtown core. You want to make it accessible, and like you know, like that kind of stuff, right? So uh, I hear you, man. It's that's where that's where the real sports fans go. You get a nice place away from everything, and you uh, you appreciate the game. So yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I like I said, it, for, especially for uh, the NFL coming to Canada. Uh, I, like I'm a big CFL fan. I, I know there's a lot of people out there that are down on the CFL and you know like especially in Ontario but I tell you what if you really love football which you know what the true sports fan loves high school football loves college football loves any kind of football you love loves football the XFL. You love your well. You love you love your team, right? Like even the XFL when it when it came off the ground this year, there was a few cities like St. Louis that were really looked like really cool cities to to and would appreciate a a football franchises. There's a lot of there's a lot of cities that want football. It doesn't always have to be the NFL. You right. know what? I, I'm glad you mentioned St. Louis because St. Louis was my team. I was a huge. I'm not a football fan, but I was a huge XFL fan. And really, St. Yeah. Louis, the Battle Hawks were my team. Come, come. <laughs> ah, hey, hey, I'll have to make nice. you a bobbin head. <laughs> oh, don't, don't tease me, Mr. Catman. Don't tease me. <laughs> yeah. I will. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let, let's get back to the bobble world because I, I think that's sure. that's one of our other mutual loves. Um, 
I, I wanted to, can you, we, we stand by something very true here and it's, and it's the slogan of passion over paycheck. Uh, the podcasting world, unless you're a celebrity, there's no money to be made. And we strongly believe that the passion drives us. Mike, uh, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, when it comes no to doubt. High heat sports, you know. Oh, uh, so, it's all a grind. It's all a grind. Not, it's all a grind. Paid. <laughs> yeah, it's in the mail. <laughs> you know what? Right. I'll, I'll send you a T-shirt. Um, all right. Okay, so my question for you, Catman, is uh, when you were starting out, was there a marketplace for a bobbing head? Like, what was that uh, as popular? I mean, I don't think it's as popular as it is now, but. How do you get something so unique, like a bobblehead, into somebody's hand and get them to pay money for? Like, how how was that struggle? Could you talk a little bit about that? And then maybe some things that kind of resonate from that. Like, uh, do you have to be the salesman, or do you, do you just kind of put them on the table, sit back, and wait for the money to roll in? Well, I tell you, when I when I started and I put them out, it was almost like really awkward. I had people coming up to me and go, you know what? I hate I hate those fucking things. Like you know, what I mean? like, 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 oh, so oh, friendly. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. there's so much like so yeah. You know, it's 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 like going to a craft fair almost and trying to sell your product, right? Right. Uh, the same a, a deal, lot of man. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, but you know what? I I think what I caught the, the people's eyes is when I started to do the the uh, the the legends from the past. Mickey Mantle, right. Willie Mays, Gordy Howe, Bobby Orr. Uh, yep. People love those guys. And when I started making those guys, that's when it really took off. Right. Okay. Okay. Makes a lot of sense, man. Makes a lot of sense. So how about this then? So er, mid-90s, you're rolling, you get to the sports shows, mid-late 90s, early 2000s. And then I don't know exactly when, but something happened and, and just sort of disappeared off the scene and, it, and really it was where the collectors like me 2001 2002 were starting to get into the the stuff i felt like i started to see your stuff and then it sort of disappeared and then obviously i found you later why don't you fill in the gap for us a little like tell us oh. what happened and uh, you know as want, much as you want to go into it but just and then how you got back into it what what motivated you to, to make your grand return Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, around 2000, I, I, I actually, uh, it was just turning the millennium and I got on, uh, actually I got on eBay and yes. uh, I, I started listing my stuff on eBay and I got a tremendous response. Like, it's like, uh, nobody, it, you know, nobody had ever seen these before. So everybody was like, can you make this? Can you make that? Mm-hmm. And you know, you know, it just, it's, it's skyrocketed. I, I, from 2000 to 2004, I, I, I was, so busy. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, it consumed my life. Uh, my, my kids were working in the shop. My wife was helping me paint. My kids were packaging. Yeah. We, we, we were pumping these things out like, you know, like pumpkins. It was, it was, it was really, uh, it was really nice to see that, th- that there was so much interest in, especially in like, like some of the defunct teams and, and the right. old like AHL teams and teams, you know, that didn't have a lot of sports memorabilia out there. Yeah. So, I felt that once I, you know, once I started featuring those teams, then people that's started. That's cool. Yeah, yeah I like that. It, yeah. Yeah. People really started, uh, you know, like say, hey, you know, and, and back then, you know, there, there was no PayPal yet. So people uh, would send. Yeah, there was the there was no PayPal back then. So I, I, I had a lot of people that would actually, you know, would send me cash in the mail. They would send me uh, <laughs> money, money orders in the mail. They would send me checks in the mail. And, Crazy. Yeah. Oh, I, I can remember one of my best days. I think I got 32 checks in the mail. So. Uh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so it, it was crazy. I mean, I had guys sending me U.S. money, you know, $100 bills in the mail. And 
So what I, what I did is is uh, 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 there was no PayPal, so people would send that to me. So I basically from 2000 to 2004, I was busy, 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 go, 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 really no rest. And, and I got to the point where I, I think I, I, I was just burning myself out. And I, I was telling my I was telling my wife, you know what, I, I, I'm getting to the point where um, I had a lot on me, like uh, family wise and um, a lot of responsibility with kids. And it yeah. seemed like with, with other people's kids and everything. So I think with so much on me, I decided, you know what, I need to shut this down right now because I'm just uh, I'm not feeling it anymore. So right. uh, it was like late. So, 2000, yeah, late 2004. I, I shut it down. And uh if you can believe this, uh, that summer, I remember telling my wife, Gina, I, I remember saying to her, I said, you know what, Gina, let's take a holiday to the Okanagan. Let's go for like, seriously, two Beautiful. weeks. Beautiful. Oh, let, let's, let's, let's go for Drink a Drink some wine. I don't, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Like, I like not to say anything, guys, but you know what? I've never been a, like a person that had a, like a lot of money. I, I'm not. I'm not saying I'm not the I'm not the, not the best with money, but I'm also not a person that had a lot given to me. So everything right. that I've made is is just come from what I've done. And mm-hmm. so I told my wife, I said, let's let's take what we got, let's go for a vacation. We'll come back, we'll regroup. We did that. We went for a month. We came back. I regrouped. I got two jobs, uh, uh, one right after the other. I remember I was working as a forklift driver from from uh, uh, two in the afternoon to ten at night, and then I take a graveyard shift at Sears cross dock and i went from uh uh 11 12 at night to eight in the morning and i did wow. that for six months because we came back because i shut the i shut everything down and i really just i kind of lost interest i just thought you know what this is just too overwhelming and much so i shut it down um and then i got a real job i became a truck driver i, I worked for uh, a, a a big trucking firm here in uh, in vancouver and uh, you know what i was really good at it i really liked i liked the people i liked talking to the people um i, I was real like accepted by a lot of people and, and the pay was really good because i owned my own truck so that was right. really good but but you know what there was always in the last i would say in the last especially five years there was always something missing um i uh i started my wife started to go you know what Matt, you know, you got to really think about it. You know, you're getting to the age of, of you're getting older. You know, you've, you've had a lot of different jobs, you know, um, you need to think about, you know, you know, how, how you're going to be able to survive in the next uh, little bit. And she, she almost, she talked me into coming back and doing the figurines. And uh, I, I had no intention of actually coming back and, and making any more. But then right. when I seen the response, when I seen the response and, and what people thought actually and you know the collectors group, and uh, and and just what people were saying about my bobbin heads, and I I always call them bobbin heads, not bobble heads. So yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, because yeah, they actually really do bob, right? So they do. Um, yeah, like you know what? Uh, my, if it wasn't for my wife, I would have never got back into it. And she said, you know what, Matt, you're much too good of an artist, and people love your stuff. You need to actually start making these again. And I, I you know, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, I, I started dabbling a little bit. I, I came up with a baseball and I dabbled a little bit in it. And then I seen what the response was for the ones that I, you know, sold at shows because I started selling them at shows again. Locally? And, or I guess just yeah, in yeah, BC? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in BC and people, I, I had a really good response. People go, wow, these are really unique. And I said, well, yeah, I used to make these. 
and yeah. and I sold them to a few people that were dealers and that. Which you know, uh, from now on, I, I I'm not I don't sell to dealers anymore. I, I right. what I make is what I make is very limited, and I will be making very little of everything. So yeah. uh, I didn't I didn't want to sell to dealers anymore. So, um, uh, yeah. So you know what? My my first thing is this. I uh, I met up with Mike. Uh, I got on Etsy. And uh, I started an account with Etsy because it's a great art site. And uh, I, I met Michael. And uh, you know what? I had such a great response uh, from just uh, just a couple of Blue Jay ones that I did. And uh, talking to Mike and, and his enthusiasm and his uh, passion for the Blue Jays and, and all his, his collector bobblehead uh, friends, uh, their passion in Canada for bobbleheads, is, I was shocked by it. I was shocked. I thought I really yeah. thought that bobbing heads were really collectible in the United States, not so much in Canada. Right. Oh, wow, I was, I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. Well, um, and that's the thing, right? And it, it's great. It's been a great like opportunity to just stumble, to literally stumble across Matt, and and then have him, you know, exposed to our collectors group, helping our charity initiatives. Like, dude, it's been a this has been amazing, and this has only been for like six or seven months not even i think four uh, four or five months that yeah, i've been in touch fantastic. right so fantastic. you know it's yeah it's been it's been great and it's worked out for everybody and we just yeah we've had a, a heck of a time doing it oh I, Matt, I'm, so, I'm so grateful i want I, if i could share a quick story um sure. like, mike and i have known each other for about a decade and about four years ago mike sent me a little message on the podcast saying hey um I like what you're doing, keep doing what you're doing. If you ever need anyone to come on, and we started doing a Blue Jay one. And he came over one day, and I had my solo bobblehead, a 2011 Roberto Alomar Hall of Fame bobblehead. And he's like, Yeah, I got a couple of them. We start chit chatting about it. And yeah. Mike kind of introduced me into the, the crazy addiction that, that is bobblehead collection. <laughs> oh, wow. Collecting. Because yeah. of that, so I blame him for it. Yeah. So, but without yeah. him, we wouldn't be here right now. So, Mike, yeah. thank you for that. I think. I think. No. Double check with my wife. Yeah. yeah. Okay. No, you'll 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 never get a great response out of that. But no matter how well you do, it's <laughs> yeah. still kind of just you get a little bit of eye. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. So, Catman, I I you got this endorsement. I just want to backtrack a little bit. You got this great sure. endorsement from your wife, Gina, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. That's so. Uh, you get this great endorsement from your wife, kind of pushing you back into it, or 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 nudging you, lovingly nudging you back into it. So Gina has a lot, like she she sees this in you and and pushes you. Like, can you be, maybe talk a little bit about how she? I don't want to say influence, but maybe encourages you and 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 brings you to what you do. Uh, just uh, uh, shine a little love on, on Gina and what she oh, does for yeah. the Catman oh, Empire. Uh, Oh, absolutely. You know, my, my wife, Gina, like we've been together for 35 years and, uh, I tell you, like she, she's been with me through thick and thin, you know, you know, when everybody talks about a great woman and, and you know how they, they stand by you through thick and thin. Well, I'll tell you, we've done everything, but pretty well live in our car at certain times in our life. And she's always been beside me. And she, she, you know what, she encouraged me to get back into this, but she didn't do it in a, in a way where, you know, you better do it. She goes, you know what? I lo She loved to paint. We used to have, like I say, when we were doing this together, she said the best times of my life was when I was painting with you and making bobbin heads. Oh, and I, my God. I, and like for her to say that and go like, wow, like really it, mean, it meant that much to her that that we were working together because she's a counselor. And for her, for her to say, you know, like she would rather 
you know, uh, paint bobbin heads than be a counselor. It's just like, holy crap. Like, I can't believe that you're actually saying this because that's beautiful. She's such I'm a great counselor. I'm getting goosebumps. Mike, you getting goosebumps? Yeah, getting goosebumps, no, it's, no, honestly, yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. And that's, and that's what, that's what oh. marriage and, 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 and that lifelong commitment is all about, dude. So that's, oh. that's beautiful. It was really well said, man. It, really well said. It, it, it totally is. And I'm, I'm so grateful because she's such a great woman and, you know, she's a great grandmother and a great mother and, you know, she takes care of her family in every way she can. And she's always there to fill in where I can. Right. So, yeah, uh, right on. you know, I, I, all my love to Gina. Nice. Beautiful. Nice. Beautiful. Hopefully she can hear this podcast and maybe, maybe just maybe she keeps you warm at night, you know? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, she does. <laughs> All right. So, um, I, I have a couple more, que- like, uh, let's say on the book questions, but, sure. um, can you talk, can you talk about, um, the, the artist within when you're kind of, when you regain the touch, because my biggest, I'll tell you my biggest issue with painting a bobblehead because I've tried my hand out of custom and it was, so bad I never showed anybody and, and tried to bury it in the backyard, but it kept <laughs> appearing in my house somewhere. Um, I, I can't, I can't, I can't paint like a straight line. Like it kills me. So like, how did you regain the touch? How do you keep like the, uh, the concentration between everything? You do a lot of fine detail and it blows my mind. I, I saw Mike's, um, I think the, the Ricky, oh no, the, uh, the Tony Fernandez, which was a great one. Um, yeah. so, can you talk about like maybe just regaining the touch and then also like how you get through those like really tough, uh, detailed pieces? Oh yeah. You know, uh, like, uh, what I did, started to do when I, when I came back and started to dabble in it again, what I, how I practiced, I, I, I even told Mike this, uh, I actually tried to, I started making some pennants, uh, and painting on felt. Now, I, I don't know if you've ever tried, I don't know if you've ever tried to paint on felt, but it's probably one of the hardest surfaces to actually paint. I can imagine, it, yeah. And yeah. make it look good. So what I did is I practiced on felt for a while, and I got so good at making, like, actually uh, a felt uh, a design that uh, painting on a bobbin head almost seemed, like, easy. And uh, when you get a bobbin head, the hardest thing about a bobbin head is, is knowing how to hold the bobbin head when you paint it. It's it's a very it, it's a process that you got to you really got to be careful because it's so easy to drop if you don't hold it right. So mm-hmm. uh, I would yeah I would say you know like getting doing the felt and practicing on the felt and then hitting the, and started doing the bobbin heads again and the detail it just all seemed to came come so natural to me again. Uh, and it, it just, you know, it just got the ball rolling. And, and you know, now, now the, my, my, my last one that I actually just came out with was Ricky Henderson with the yeah. glasses. And, you know, like, like it's just, you know, I had to figure a way how to do all this stuff. But, you know what, it just seems to be so natural to me that it all comes together. And, yeah. you know what, I, I, I'm grateful for that. I had no idea how you're gonna pull the, the 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 shades off, Matt. And when you when you sent me that picture, I'm like, look at this guy go! Yeah, I can't believe yeah. it. I love it. So what it. what you're saying is you're not gonna let any of your secrets out of the bag? No, yeah. Yeah. no, nor That's should fair. you. That's you fair. know what really you know, you know what really a true you know what really get really gets me about Matt's work too is I, what I've noticed, especially with some of his recent pieces, um, the really fine lettering, and then and and I've noticed like I think he did one for like a Cleveland pennant or something like that, and then all the names of the players like all staggered across and very artistic, but very like fine detailing. Even when I got to the Tony, I was so surprised at like the depth of the lettering and the things that you'd done there, and it's just it's really it's one thing to see the picture 
picture of these things. It's another thing to see it right in front of your face and just like appreciate the craftsmanship that's gone into it. So like that really, oh. yeah, man, like yeah, the pictures don't do it justice. It never does. And well, you always tell me that too. You're like, it'll look better in person. I'm like, dude, it looks amazing. What are you talking about? And sure <laughs> yeah. enough, you know, it comes. Oh, well, th- just, thank you. Ver- thank you very much. Thank you very much. Cat um, man. Like, uh, I mean, how big is the grin when you hear an avid collector like Mike, just praise your work like i mean oh it, it it like when i hear i smile and you know like this is the first time we've chatted um and i've never held one of your pieces yet but i'm curious like how how good does this feel to hear like from a, a well-known collector in the community at least our community um like how, how does that make you feel it, it makes me feel fantastic, you know, like I've, uh, like I said, you know, like, um, you know, one of the things I, I forgot to mention is, is, you know, before I came into uh, making bobbin heads again in 2009, I was in a really bad car accident that, uh, uh, that took me out for basically four to five years. I, I, I was in rehab for four years uh, because I got T-boned uh, uh, really bad. And I, I could not work for uh, four to five years. So um, in 2009, when this happened, it it totally changed my life. And you know, that's that's probably one of the uh, another reason you know, like that I decided to come back and do this um, is because um, I, I never realized how fortunate I was to actually make bobbin heads when I was doing it in the 90s and the 2000s. Uh, it's not that I took it for granted, but I think that you know when you do so many pieces and you, and you you know you're always trying to please people and and I think sometimes you, you get caught up in it and uh, I think uh, that uh, I, I took it uh, not not for granted, but uh, you know I took it that maybe it would never end and and when it did end and then I, I got into the serious car accident and then I rehabilitated myself. And, you know, really shook my head because if, if you've ever been in a serious car accident, you almost feel like you've got a concussion forever. So, um, uh, yeah, so so I, I, I came back from not only having like really bad uh, uh, um, uh, uh, tissue damage and, and, and back problems, neck problems, but my left side, um, you know, was numb for quite a, for almost a year where I could not even grip anything in my hands. So wow. so. To, to honestly come back and then be able to actually paint again and make figurines again after what I, I went through uh, was just, you know, it's just like, well, you know what, I, I, I always think that I was meant to do what I'm doing right now. So I, I'm so grateful that, uh, you know, my life did not end in that car accident. And because let's face it, you know, you don't have to get in a bad car accident for somebody to, uh, you know, actually, you know, uh, pass away. So uh, to get T-boned and, you know, I drove a big car, I drove a Magnum, a Magnum station wagon. And to get T-boned and, uh, and survive that and, uh, and walk away. And now, you know, the, the way things are going, I, I am actually so grateful grateful to be doing this again guys like yeah, wow. it's incredible you sound, you sound very like, you sound very story, like man. very fulfilled very fulfilled and i'm glad to yes. hear that man sounds like this is full circle for oh. you and uh you know no we like we wish you the best like one thing i told anthony and i told other people who have asked me it's like you just talk to matt for a few minutes and you realize like he's a genuinely good person and like yeah. he, like the questioning that's gone on and we'll just address it briefly and then we'll let it go away but the questioning that's gone on to whether or not the real catman is back <laughs> is quite frankly ridiculous right because you get a real feel for like 
the passion that's involved. And then now, even now he's elaborating on his story with us. And it's just like, it's very, it's very real. You, 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 you just feel it. Right. So yeah, it's really totally. great to hear, Matt. We're so, we're, we're really happy for you. And, and oh, just, man, pace, you know, and you, and you said you got to pace yourself too right now. And it, like, he's been yeah. really hot and heavy now. And, but at the same time, you and your wife can enjoy this. And, and this is great. Like, uh, we, I, oh, so just, great. just, just fantastic. I'm grateful to everybody out there, and uh, you know what? Uh, I just appreciate everything that uh, that and all the support that people have given me. Right on. It's, it's it's very inspiring, Matt. Like listening to you, I got my hair on the back of my neck is standing up. There's lots of it back there, but it's all standing up. I am I'm so impressed with you, my man. It's yeah. oh, thanks, I, 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 I'm blown away, man. That, that you know, a car accident is nothing to scoff at, and. Uh, I mean, yeah. thank thank God, not you know, knock on wood. You know, I've never had anything too serious in a car accident, but I can't imagine a serious car accident, yeah. uh, losing feeling, especially in your hands. Oh, and it then, was terrible. Well, yeah, now working with your hands again to produce things and, mem- and memories it's, with it's, your wife and all that good stuff, right? Yeah. So that's good. It's it's a gift. For, it's a gift from God, guys. It's a gift yeah. from God. Yeah, Beautiful. yeah. You nailed yeah, it. You're nailing it exactly. Beautiful. Yeah. Hey, I got a quick question um, for him. Uh, we can turn this around a bit. Uh, Matt, how many? Things, like, I mean, you've been doing this for a long time. You probably haven't kept track of the numbers. What would be a rough mm-hmm. ballpark estimate if I pressed you as to how many bobbing heads you've made? Oh, good the question. Your time. Just curious. It's well, a question I've always well, had in the yeah, back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what, gentlemen? You you, you just you uh, you have to remember that I have done a lot for minor league, like and for kids too, because I yeah. used to do like the, the teams for the kids. And mm-hmm. and and you know what? If I had to include all the minor league stuff, which which I've done a lot of, and and the major league stuff, you know, like you know what? I probably probably around ten thousand. You know? Okay. There's, wow. There's, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. 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 You know it's it's, but, okay, it's but, like but, I said. But put that in perspective, gentlemen, because as collectors, mm-hmm. like look at this when. Anthony and I line up for three hours before a Blue Jays game. They give out 20,000 of them, guys. Oh, and yeah, that's yeah, for yeah. one team in the major league five times a year across 30 teams. And Matt himself, with his handcrafted things, has less than 10,000 out there. So I think that the value that we've discovered on eBay and certainly that Matt saw and, and obviously woke him up as to what was going on. And I'm sure he, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, but still like it really, it's, I think there's something to that. And I think it's still for as much as perceived as maybe he had done, like that's a small quantity when you look at the entire hobby and like the niche things. That, and then he's talking about these limited numbers that he's done in the past and that he's focusing on now. Right. Like that's all good things for collector. And I think it justifies oh, yeah, yeah. what's a very reasonable price for a, you know, a handcrafted and get like, again, like getting to put a little input on your design. That's been just like a blessing for me. It's been so so much fun guys like to do this oh, with awesome. you know it's it's a, it's a great thing for any sports collector any sports fan and then and and you know just a bunch of guys that like uh, like this stuff you know so it's really really cool love hearing this stuff yeah oh, it, it's such a cool that. thing it's like the community itself is a very interesting community you know I, and, and not to name names of course we wouldn't do that well maybe we would but you know there's yeah. sharks out there there's true collectors there's people looking to make buddies in in, in the in the uh I, making making buddies within the nah, that's the case that's the case with any any you know thing any hobby yeah, any pursuit yeah. you know there's just you know but again like i think it's i mean obviously matt's doing this for profit but at the same time you know it's he's doing it customized really like enjoying it and like you, you hear the story behind it it's like it's really really it's very it's very inspired, reasonable right it, i love it yeah you know what yeah either a movie or a book 
or yeah, in a but... podcast, you could have something here other than bubbles, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Think about it. Hey, uh, Matt, remember you were talking about those other things you were going to start doing something to do with, a, was it a football bank or coin bank? I remember, you, like, did you ever look at the, into that a bit more or yeah, was that no, something? Uh, yeah. Uh, actually, no, I've got the, I've got the, actually the football coin banks uh, on the go right now. Um, I'm going to have some samples for you to see soon, but I also, okay. what's exciting is uh, the, uh, the baseball pitchers are finished. So I'm yes. going to, oh, sweet. Uh, I'm going to be, the I'm going to be making nice. Right. Yeah. The pitchers are going to be on the go and also uh, football. I've finished the football. So the football is going to be going. So yeah. I would say by next week sometime, I'm going to have pitchers available and uh, football guys available. And uh, I love, you know, I love doing the football and I love doing the old teams, the old logos. I love it. Yeah, yeah, right on. That's awesome. I'm glad to see because we, that we Matt and I talked about that. We talked about whether or not you know there's an extra mold or two that we could you know look into you know those kind of ideas because yeah. I think the demand is there and I think the market is hot. And again, in a, a season with no giveaways, like people are looking for new product and, oh, and Matt's pumping out his, his his best stuff. His best stuff. Hey, right? you know what? So, I, I'm looking I'm looking forward to doing lots of good stuff with you guys. Lots of good oh yeah, stuff. love it, so. love it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's going to be good. It's yeah. going to be like I said, a lot of good things coming out. Mm-hmm. You you guys are you guys are a good team. Mike's got a lot of good ideas, but I don't yeah. think he's that artistic. So Catman, I think you could fill that void. No, no. <laughs> All yeah, right. So Catman, I, I, I got a couple more questions. Sure. All right. So I'm curious because I know in my line of work, mistakes are valuable. But in your line of work, how many bobs die on, on the cutting room floor? Like do you drop them? Like what what happens? Like is there <laughs> Is there a lot of deaths in the in the studio? What what happens? <laughs> That's funny. You know what? Very few uh, I have broken or made mistakes on. I I I don't think that I've. I'm I'm thinking back to quite a long time. I don't think there's been one that I actually done and that I said. You know what? This is not good enough. Uh, yeah. Very few. Um, and if it's not good enough, and if it's got some sort of a problem with it, then it's it's. It's history, but you know what? Um, very few, you know. Like I, I really, uh, I really try to pay a special detail and, and attention to every one of them that goes out the door, and every one that I make. Uh, if I wouldn't buy it, I'm not going to make it. That's mm. that's my motto. Nice. Yeah, I would. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that that you know, breaking it doesn't happen very often, but maybe you know, maybe one or two a month. You know, maybe. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. That 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 uh that you know like everything you buy in the world, there's like ten percent of it might be a lemon. But considering yeah. one or two bobbleheads a month is that's like nothing. That's way less than ten percent. Oh, and he packs it really well and ships it really well too. See, that's never been a concern. Like what you when you when you get it, he knows how to to send these things. Yeah, right. So that's another thing too. It's got to be double boxed. Of course, it's got to be double boxed. So, but yeah, yeah. no, it's. Uh, I try to do my best in, in making it secure. But you know, you know, with shipping these days, like who knows what's going to happen to the package, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like it's used as a football. I think sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't think you're actually. There's a lawsuit. Did you hear about the lawsuit with with uh, Canada Post? No, I don't. Oh, know I posted up? on one of our groups just because there's so many things. I I had um I I don't want I don't want to say the Catman style, but uh, the similar, I guess, similar style to Catman uh, of the Cleveland Indians old logo, Chief Wahoo, and it okay. came to me. Look, it looked like confetti when I ended up getting it, and I was so upset. And the 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 guy who sold it to me sent me pictures of him packing it and it looking fine. And it's it's so funny because I saw the mail mail courier coming to me and actually dropping the box. Like, oh wow! It, yeah, it was a yeah. small small um a small decline. 
of her walking towards the front door of my business and I saw her walk and drop it and pick it right back up and hand it to me. <laughs> now it wasn't packed great, but it, it definitely, it definitely didn't help when she dropped it. <laughs> no, that doesn't help. <laughs> um, hey, do you mind if I jump um, in with a question? Yeah, yeah, of I had, course. I had another one that floated. So, um, yeah. this is something I was thinking about, Matt. Um, have yeah, you sure. ever over the course of time, changed the type of paint you use changed changed your styles changed your sizes of your Good figurines question. and all that because that's like a, was one of the questions to your, the legitimacy oh. of your return right so like talk oh, about like yeah. how that process changes how you've changed your style how you produce lots of different things because you do whatever you feel like and i think yeah. that's that right yeah well i tell you when i when i first started with the bc line ones i was using actually um uh, I, I, I would always use like a high gloss lacquer to finish okay. them. And that stuff, that stuff was like, uh, it's like lethal. You know, you'd go outside, you'd spray it on and it's, it's, it's like a clear coat of glass almost, okay. but very, very smelly. So, uh, I did my first, like I say, deal with the BC lines. I used that lacquer and, uh, and then I got away from it because it's just too, too intense and too, uh, too really, uh, harmful to even do so you know i i've used i've used lots of different finishes I, i've used from from gloss to semi-gloss to like a flat matte finish to almost like a soapy finish on a lot of my stuff yeah uh, is that yeah that, like, I, was, I was trying to figure right. out how to describe that yeah, like powdery yeah it's weird yeah is, is it yeah and my michael jordan's had that i, I did a okay. lot of michael jordan with that finish um okay. but that's that that's a spray on um and I, I don't use the spray on anymore right now. I, I use it just a brush on clear coat. Um, okay. But that uh, I, I kind of went away from the aerosol. I really don't like using it. Period. I think it's yeah. damaging to everything. So if, you know, uh, I have a lot of uh, uh, longtime customers that uh, like a flat finish that don't yes. like a. A gloss finish at all they like the original Catman, where you know where it just is painted and that's it so yeah. um yeah i mean i'll do any finish i've done various uh, amounts of finish but i've always used acrylic paint um okay. and you know as far as far as the tones and the colors you know what i'm always using different greens reds blues oranges everything so you know for for somebody to almost say that you know you, you only use one technique is, is, is no, that's what i'm it, saying it's it, ridiculous you're yeah, doing this it, out of your own place right yeah, so it's, like come it's, on. Imp it's 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 impossible it's impossible right. but yeah. i i you know like like i said i've used many different finishes and uh but you know I'm, i've basically always used acrylic paint and uh um you know what uh you know what with the different finishes it's always turned out a little bit different when i first started i used even a different kind of uh <coughs> excuse me um uh uh silicone I actually had a gentleman ask me this week about a, a certain silicone I used in my first ones. It was almost like a like a bathtub silicone, where it was oh. white and it almost yeah it was all, it was almost right. It's almost like a white. Uh, uh, it took a long time to dry, but okay. you know everything I use now is fast fast drying. So you know it, it's forever changing to a certain degree, right? But you know there's one thing that you can always tell with a Catman is just the, my style of painting, my style of painting the bases my detail, my lettering, my numbers, you, you know, you can really tell a cat man just by that. Yep. Agreed. The, de the detail is unheard of. When, when I post this podcast, I'm going to post a handful of photos of just the, the detail. When you see that this is hand painted, it's hard to believe. I, when you're, thinking, you're talking a paintbrush, an uh, uh, acrylic paint, <laughs> I guess. It's, it's, it's hard to believe if, if anyone's ever dealt with paints, 
it's hard to believe you can get those kind of straight lines. Like it's 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 yeah. imp- it's Im- impressive, very impressive. Hey, um, did you? Yeah, I was gonna say, you have any more questions? Because I got a few more coming to mind. That's all. Go ahead. Yeah, I I got a couple. Um, I I want to I want to ask if um you you've worked with BC Lions and other minor league affiliates. Have you ever worked with the Vancouver Canadians? Um, uh, you Baseball know what? I've, I, yeah. I right. I, I I've done a few. Um, I think I did approach them years ago. Um. But uh, I never really did uh, any kind of a deal with them. But I, I have made a few Canadians, of course, you know, for doing shows around Vancouver. Um, right. You know, the, Van- the Vancouver Canadians, um, they seem to almost be like in the last few years more popular than ever. So I could yeah. honestly see, I could see myself doing something with the Canadians in the future. Definitely. Uh, but in the past, I haven't I haven't done a lot, but I, I, you know, I wouldn't be opposed to it at all. I, I really like baseball and especially the Canadians and Nat Bailey Stadium is a great stadium. I've heard. I, I, I'll be there one day. One day I'm going to be yeah. there. Right. Yeah, it's a great ballpark. Mike, why don't you shoot off one of your questions and I'll come back with another one of mine. Yeah, I was just thinking we're talking about these old BC Lions ones and these old sports, uh, you know, show ones. And just the, the bobble nerd in me is wondering how many of the old ones in the, are sitting in the Catman's lair from the old days that like either you just didn't get around to selling or you kept for yourself or maybe, yeah, just some personal favorites that you that you happen to you know, have fond memories or just ones you really like stuff like that. I thought just maybe kind of going a little deeper on that stuff. Yeah. I, I've got a few of, I've got a few of my older ones. My, my family has a few of them. Um, actually my brother, my brother-in-law that actually named me the cat man. He's got, he's got the number two one I've ever made. Um, <laughs> and he's got, he's got some other ones, but family members have a few. I've got, I've got quite a few put away of different things, you know, for my grandchildren and that, but Good for you. Uh, as far yeah. as, yeah, you know, but as far as collecting my own stuff, it's kind of like it's 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 a little bit weird to a certain extent because no, that's I mean, fair. I like, that's fair. I like I like my stuff, but at the same time, uh, you know, it's it's not something that uh, you know I'm going to collect a lot of my stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I do like to collect art. I like painting. I like different art that people actually do, and uh, I do collect, uh, you know, quite a few different figurines and uh, and uh, original paintings and that. But uh, as far as my own stuff, I've got I've got enough for my grandchildren. But at the same time, I don't have like an overwhelming amount that I can just say, you know, these are all mine. Ha ha ha. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I didn't think yeah. you would. I was just thinking. I was thinking about that holding over some for the past for the grandchildren. Perfect. That's good. Yeah, That's exactly. a good way to keep exactly. those around. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. All right, you, you touched on it, and it's so weird they touched on it because it's a perfect segue. Please explain the name Catman. Well, the, you know, like uh, uh, in 1976, uh, I remember, uh, what was it, the 76, 77, um, I actually moved to Prince Rupert. Uh, my dad got a job with Dillingham Construction. And uh, so he decided to, hey, I'm going to move my two kids up and we're all going to live in a fifth wheel for a year. And so, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, I remember I was going fifth for, wheel. Yeah. yeah. It's a blast from the past. Uh, you used to have yeah, one. Okay. I, yeah. yeah. Well, well, get this. I'm going from grade seven to eight. Right. So I'm going to high school and I'm going to Prince Rupert and I know nobody, absolutely zero people. And I'm going to high school. So uh, my dad, <laughs> he moves us up there. Uh, I start going to high school. And, uh, you know, I right away, I kind of, you know, was a little bit, you know, hesitant to a lot of things because I didn't know anybody. But you know what? After joining the golf club, you know what? I fit right in. And once I joined the golf club, 
Um, I started golfing in, on a great golf course in Prince Rupert, and uh, uh, the uh, there was the, uh, uh, the the pro there, and his name was Mo Hayes. And Mo Mo would always go, "Hey, Matt the Cat!" Right? He right away he named me, "Hey, Matt the Cat." And then my brother-in-law, we started we started uh, golfing all the time, and he was going, "Hey, Catman, Catman!" He started calling me Catman. And, and so I've had that I've had the Catman name since 1977, and uh, you know it's funny because. Um, you know, like not to go for, too far ahead, but, you know, getting into my car accident and coming back from all that, I, I honestly forgot who I really was. Uh, I, I forgot a lot of, of my past because of the car accident. So to be able to remember a lot of this stuff again, and because uh, uh, like I said, getting in a major car accident is almost like having um, like a concussion where you, where you, you forget a lot of stuff from your past and you don't recognize stuff and you're a little bit slower on things and uh to be able to pick all this stuff up again and go hey yeah you know what fucking right side the cat man you know yeah. who else is, right? <laughs> that's right <laughs> right yeah right yeah so so and you know what all my friends and family yeah you know you own it man own it like you, that's who you really are so yes, you know guys. what i yeah i i'm i'm back i'm back and I, it feels so good and i'm, I'm so grateful Right on. That's awesome. I I was so curious about it. Like I was like, how did he get the name? I, I started making up all these stories in my head. Like was, I don't know. Maybe he just like maybe he was like really popular with the girls in high school, and he just like would get girls all the time. And you know another word for a girl's <laughs> private part. And I was like, mm. <laughs> but I'm not of course, of course, hey, that's, of, hey. course that's, of course that's the, of course that's your first thought. Yeah. Hey, we'll stick with that one. <laughs> you, you know, it wasn't my first. It was just the best. And <laughs> oh, the cat man name funny. is like it's so seventies. It works. It, yeah. oh, board. 70s, it is. It is. Oh. Yeah. Okay. I, I, so I Matt, um, have you ever done like you know? Um, Da Vinci had done his self-portrait. Have you ever done the Catman bobbin head? Uh, like a portrait? Um, yeah. Like no, a like self-portrait bobblehead. Would you? And would you? Well, I think he's I, asking if you'd make your own bobblehead of yourself. Does Matt seem like the kind of guy that would make yeah. something of himself? I know you want one of yourself. You'll have to send Anthony one of himself with his stubble and, 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 his, yeah. and his hair on the back of his neck. He needs yeah, all of that. Thank like you. All the detail, standing, right? standing up. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely exactly. don't put that in, please. But. <laughs> well, you know what? Maybe maybe I'll just make a, 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 a like a cat and a slash man bobbin head. That's you not know? a bad idea. Yeah. I like that. I yeah. Like half, that. But I'll, half, I'll, half cat, I'll, half man. I'll yeah, tell you I what, like man. It. It, it would be like for, it would go for over. yours real serious collectors. It you would did, go like, over I don't know. What, what year were you born? Cat has nine lives, bro. You do nine of them. Yeah, nine lives. A series of nine, lives. A series of nine <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. and then and then and then you just I I I'm not. You mentioned earlier that you have like um. It's gonna sell repeat, out as soon as you as soon as you do this podcast. Yeah, that would be like a big deal. I I feel like that'd be a big deal. Anyways, yeah, let, you know what? Let's keep the, let's keep the ideas for later. Oh yeah. man, we're get, I, I've got so many ideas coming, and especially you guys got great ideas too, man. I I welcome all the great ideas because you know hey, what? Matt, it takes a lot of people. I was thinking about this. How do you form the chief Wahoo? Because um, that's a little bit different of a mold. How do you get there on on that? Do you hand uh, form the the like the head or like how do you? It's it's just oh, no, it's a it's, different. It's, or do you have a mold all, for that one? Yeah, what I did what I did is is yeah, I made a solid figurine and then I made a mold around it. Okay. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, and I'm gonna, like I said, I'm gonna be coming out with a lot new newer mascots too because I, I know people are right into mascots, big time. 
big time, yeah. big, time. big time segment of the collector's market. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when it comes to uh, your bobbleheads in general, do you have an all time one, like a big pain in the ass one, like one that you you like to do, but it's also the hardest one to do? Yeah, the Ricky Henderson I just did. Your co-conspirator probably has something to do with that. I just wanted one for myself. (laughs) But everybody loves it. That's the thing. We come up with these ideas. Initially, like when... I went to Matt for the Tony Fernandez. I'm like, yeah, like you could probably sell this, but honestly, I like, I just kind of want one for myself. Here's some ideas. Can we work together? And he was more than receptive. Right. But like, then I started showing it to my buddies and like, yeah, I need that mic, you know? And then it just kind of went from there. And that's where our blue Jays designs are at. We look at it and we're like, man, there's a lot of blue Jays collectors out there. Like, no sense in doing just one, right? Like, no, 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 so, no. but that, that Ricky was a, a true evolution of what you normally do. So that was really cool. Yeah. And I, I like doing different things. It's, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's, I like, as an artist, you love challenges, right? Right. And can I, can I also mention the fact that you got the eyes 100% correct? Oh, um, wow. Awesome. Kills me because yeah. though the, the yellowing of the eyes is something that always weirded me out about Ricky Henderson. Yeah. And, yeah. And the fact that you, because most people will look past that, you know, yeah, how no, many bobbleheads of Henderson's are uh, Henderson are out there that none of them put that detail into it, and that you you look at that you're like, damn, that, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's that, perfect. That's supposed to be there, yeah. It's perfect, nice. man. He got the gold chain in. He got the batting gloves, like everything we talked about. Because I talked to him about, like, so I'm like, listen, I don't know if you've done this stuff before, but this is Ricky. Like, this is yeah. like. And we, 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 we did a good, you know, he captured my, uh, the ideas that I put forth and added some great stuff and it's just great working with yeah, him. Yeah, no, it's, it. it's, it's, it's so much I fun. love it too. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it makes it fun, right? When you yeah, right. collaboration. So it's awesome. 100%. I love, I love ideas. Yeah. How, how many, how many, uh, up and coming things are in the vault right now? Like, would you say 10 things are on your mind that you want to make soon? And, and maybe like, um, how much work lines up into that? Like, I got to imagine making the mold and then, and then making sure the mold makes sense and everything like that. Like how, how does that work out? Well, like I said, I, you know, I've, I've been working on a pitcher mold, you know, with the ball and glove for uh, the last couple months. So uh, I finally got that on the ground and uh, now we're, we're actually pouring it and uh, we were actually cleaning it today and it's ready to go in the kiln. And so I'm going to have like uh, several different pitchers I'm going to be coming out with because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, pe- people are always interested in, you know, especially the old time pitchers, you know, Nolan Ryan. Well, in Toronto, you know, maybe like Dave Steve and, yeah. uh, and, and Hanky and I, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you know, just guys from the pa- Doyle Alexander. When's the last yeah. time you heard that name? Right. Oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, right now yeah. is the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, he was he pitched the first game for the Blue Jays in their first game against the White Sox in oh, nice. uh, in, in the snow when it started to snow and yeah. uh, uh, you know like stuff like that you know it brings a lot of uh, uh, I, I one thing I, I I found with collectors is they really love the traditional older old time guys it seems yeah. like they've set the standard they they're the ones they feel the most comfortable collecting almost too yeah. so um uh, I, and you know that's the a lot of the a lot of the players you know are. are from the era that I remember too. Although, you know, like I say, I, I still feel like I'm, I'm learning as I go right now too, because there's so much, you know, young talent that's exciting in, in all sports. It's, it's, it's a young man's game everywhere. Right. So, Exactly. So, you know, like uh, it's it's learning all these different things and and you know what, uh, upgrading to, you know, like changing a few things and and developing. And you know what? Who knows what comes next? Right. It's exciting. Right. 
because you never know, right? And you don't you don't know what's around the corner. So uh, I, I look forward to doing all sorts of really uh, cool things. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, Mikey, you got anything else? No, man. I think I'm I think I'm good. I think this has been a, a really great conversation. I'm I'm really glad we did it. Sorry, I was a little late, but um, you know, it, it worked out brilliantly and i'm glad that we get to get matt out here you know just his voice and it's one thing you know people have done some articles on him obviously we pump you know as much as we can to get the exposure out there and to just kind of like to say yeah it's him you know end of story and then just keep going uh i would encourage people to follow matt on instagram he often posts uh pictures of his new creations or new ideas at catman sports um yeah i just you know i think it's it's great it's been a lot of fun uh working with you matt and i appreciate you taking some time tonight and anthony if you have any questions otherwise you know i think i'm good man this is great cat man this has been a a revelation for me i i was so nervous about this because i really didn't know how to approach the conversation and Mm -hmm. you've been incredible and thank you for being so open and honest with everything so thank you it's my pleasure, Anthony and Michael. You know, and I, I, I like I say, I'm, I'm, I'm very fortunate to meet you guys, and I really appreciate everything you've done for me. And, uh, and you know what? Anytime you want me on the podcast, I'm here. Dan, right you, we're gonna take you up on that because anytime, check in on, yeah, we'll check yeah. in on them later in the year. I tell you what, anytime I come up with something that's exciting and new, you know what? If you want to do a little show, let's do it. I, yeah, I, I why love, not? I, I am I, in. I am in too. So it's, it's a pleasure, guys. One day we'll have a beer together. Yeah, buddy, Fucking we'll make hey, it. We'll, we'll we'll make it out to BC for sure. Yeah, well, meet in between. We'll meet you in uh, 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 where Winnipeg. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. I'll, I'll come out to Pass. BC. It's fine. I don't mind. Just yeah, how about the Okanagan? Farther. The Okanagan, I can get. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we'll, 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 we'll see you in a Soyuz. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, <laughs> I am in. All right. So uh, again, check out the Catman. Uh, Epsi store as well as Instagram. Is there any other place to find you? Just email them, right? Like I think that's the best way to, to, yeah, to yeah. get in touch with you, right, Matt? Catmansports at gmail.com. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'll put that all in the liner notes as well. So if you guys are listening to this and curious, just tap your screen, it'll pop out, and uh, you can get in touch with the catman, maybe even get a piece, who knows? Yeah. Uh, I think we're good. Mike, as always, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. I know that your time is so valuable, so thank you so much. It's all good, man. I know your time is valuable, so thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much, gentlemen. As always, thank you for tuning in, downloading, and checking us out. This is an After 30 podcast for Mike, the Coach Pericone, and Matt, the Catman Hirsch. Thank you so much. I'm Anthony El Jefe. Have a great one. Thanks, gentlemen.